Hello, and thank you for joining us. You are listening to Sheroes Unplugged with Women Who Win. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Women Who Win. I'm Shalene, one of our co-founders and our CEO. We bring women around the world together for exciting and inspiring conversations. And our mission is to amplify the voices of women all around the world of all different backgrounds. We're so excited to have today's guest. I'll pass it over to Kushi. Yes. Today we have with us a really inspiring person. Her name is Trish Hunt. Here she is. And I just have a quick background about her. So we all know what she stands for. She is the president of a division of an S&P 500 drug and consumer health global manufacturing company. She's also the producer and host of the national television and radio show, The Hunt with Trish Hunt. So with more than 30 years of progressive and operational leadership experience at both Fortune 500 and startups. In a range of different industries, she has dedicated her life to helping individuals, teams, and organizations break out of ruts and achieve unstoppable momentum towards their goals. And we're going to jump right into it with some really exciting questions for Trish today. We just want to discuss her journey to begin with, Trish, if that's okay. I've can't even begin to imagine what you must have gone through and want to commend you for everything that you have done so far and how far you have come in life. Having been through so much, so life altering at such an early stage in your life, what would you say has been your greatest strength or something that has gotten you through it, even at your worst times? Yeah, no, it's a great question. And first of all, thank you both for having me. I'm just thrilled to be here with two other very inspiring women. And I love what you're doing around the world, really, because your reach can be everywhere. So thank you again for having me. But look, I'll first start out by saying that this is just my journey, one woman's journey. It's been a tortured path along the way in some ways, but very beautiful also. And we all have a story to tell. And And you know what I think I do the most is really try to find humility in that process as we go through life and as I've gone through life. And so, for example, I grew up in a very modest household. My mother raised my two brothers and I on less than $12,000 a year, but I never knew I was poor. And I think that stems from just just the intrinsic motivation or attitude, if you will, that I was just always a happy, a happy kid. And the strength of my mother was just immense. I think she remains the biggest influence, not only of my life, but my brother's lives as well. And we have a great family, a beautiful family. And in terms of how we grew up, even though we didn't have a lot of money, we were uh, very happy. I think at the very root cause of it all, I think it was an attitude. I chose to find a better way. I chose to jump over the hurdles. I chose not to take no for an answer sometimes. And if I did receive a no, that's fine. I just went into a different direction. But I think the common theme around all that was just a very positive attitude toward life from the very beginning. That's awesome. Thanks. That's awesome. And again, I really resonate with everything you're saying about how your family plays such a big role in who you are. When something tragic or something challenging happens to us, it's very hard to deal with blame. Did you ever go through something with that? And how do you take ownership and control when you're finally able to change your situation? Yeah, that's that is also another deep question, right? We could unpack that for hours, I feel like. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. And one 
thing in my, in my life that was very tragic was I got married in my early mid twenties. I had a two year old and a three year old by the time I was twenty six. And my husband passed away in a car accident. I had just turned 28. He had, he turned 29. And so it was obviously very just impactful in that moment because something just completely unexpected. So whether you go through something as tragic as that, or just maybe you've got to fend for yourself because your family doesn't have the resources to give you or whatever the adversity might be, I've always believe it's rooted probably in my upbringing that if it was going to be, it was up to me. And my parents divorced when I was 10. And I remember my older brother saying, look, you're going to work for what you get in life. There's no free ride. So I love that. Yeah. I just, it was so great to have two older brothers through that process because they were very different, but I got to be the beneficiary of both of their skill sets, if you will. And and I really took that to heart because I was a young girl. I was a very young teenager when he yeah. said that to me and said, you are not going to do anything but work for what you receive in life. There's there's no taking. And that hit me hard in, in the beginning. And I proceeded down that path. But people, no matter who they are in our lives, whether they're family or friends or spouses or partners or whomever, I think people can only give you with the capacity that they have to give. So if you put the burden on someone else to give you something, whether that's happiness or material things or a roof over your head or whatever it is, that's a big burden to put on other people because we all go through different things at different stages in life. And so the people that we have in our lives, I think we need to make sure we understand why they're in our lives, hold them dear for those reasons. But also as in balance with that is you do have to put boundaries around that, that you can manage again, maybe your own expectations. But until this day, I firmly believe that no one is responsible for my happiness. It's me and only me and other people are in my life to enhance the world around me, but they're not responsible for me. So I would just encourage people to really think and reflect about when you're blaming someone or something what do you really, what is the root cause of that? Ask yourself why maybe five times. It's a, a little trick to get to root cause. Trust me, I have screamed at the heavens at the sky a million times and say why. But when I quiet my mind and I stop down for a second and give myself some grace, give the people around me some grace and really listen to your heart, we're all responsible for ourselves. That's incredible. I was actually going to ask you, it's so easy to say that, oh, yeah, be responsible for yourself, but actually applying it in a day to day and not blaming. So asking those questions, asking yourself five times is actually such a cool strategy, which I'm definitely going to try. It's so Uh, simple. It's so simple. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But we forget. So it's incredible to see how far you've come. But as you mentioned a lot in your book, in terms of like feeling stuck, Are there any signs people can look out for before they feel like they're becoming complacent or something where they're leaning towards being stuck or in a rut, but you don't notice because you're just going with the daily like routine of life? What are your thoughts about that? Yeah, I know, Christy. I love that question because I think it requires such reflection. You have to know yourself. And so we live in a world today where 
We, I don't know if you guys feel it, but do you feel like you're just moving a million miles an hour all of the time and you're constantly literally something, right? Yeah. Some sort of technology in your face or something buzzing in your ear all the time. And I think that part of answering that question is you have to know yourself. You have to take time to reflect, to really understand what you're driven by, what you're motivated by, what your values are. And so you have to have that compass internally to know, okay, they're going that direction, but I'm staying steady over here, or I'm going to go that direction. And then having Mm the courage to do that. So when you know yourself, you can recognize, and when you have good people in your life, those people that don't just tell you everything you want to hear, the people that hold you accountable to say, what in the world are you doing? So I think the core to that question, the answer is first know yourself, know who you are, know what you stand for so that you can recognize the times where you're like, and then I think what's really important about that question is not, are you in a rut or not? Are you starting to see the signs, but how long are you staying there? So it's okay to have a bad day. It's okay to cry. It's really healthy to cry, actually. I mean, there's something happens there when we let those tears fall out. I think the question we have to ask ourselves is how long do we stay there? And our next question for you is, in your current role as as an executive, a mom, a coach, and an author, and you're currently the president of a very reputable pharmaceutical company, how do you find that work-life balance? And what is your advice to other women for this as well? Oh, yeah, the balance question, right? It's it's funny. I've never believed in work-life balance. I might be going out on a limb and saying that, but let me explain. I've been a mom since I was 25 years old. So I've been doing the mom thing for a while. And I worked throughout that time. I started my career with the Disney company. And and I never really believed, and I think it's because my mindset was never, I'm a nine to fiver. I was never even working in corporate America all these years. My mindset was, I've got one life and I've got to live it. And I've got 24 hours in a day. So what am I going to do with my life? And as things changed, whether the kids were as they grew up or life situations or whatever, if I need to go to a doctor appointment at two o'clock in the afternoon, then I'm going to go to a doctor appointment at two o'clock in the afternoon. And then if I have to get back and finish something up, then at 6 p.m. or 8 p.m. or 10 p.m., then that's what I'll do. And I I felt strongly and I encourage people on my team and people that I've mentored and coached throughout the years that you've got to take care of the things in your life and it's never going to be black and white, right? So you've got to be communicative. You know, if you're in a hierarchy and you have a boss, just be transparent. I need to take care of this. But as a professional, my thinking was, is I'm just going to get my work done because that's what I do. I'm a professional. So to me, there was never really that balance. And the way that I look at it is there's 24 hours in a day. There's eight hours of it for sleep. I've got 16 left. So now I'm left with 112 hours in a week. Okay. Let me put aside 60 of that for work. So now I'm down to 52 hours. Okay. Now I've got exercise. Maybe I'll meditate. I'll do some chore, pay the bills, life stuff. So maybe that's another 20 hours or so. So now I'm down to what? 30, 31 hours, 31 hours a week. That's, (laughs) oh, that's four and a half hours a day practically 
that I can invest in doing whatever I want to do. For me, that's a part-time job. Awesome. I so, love that. So I took that thinking and I pulled together the 17 journals that I had built up over the years. And that's when I pulled together my book. So I think it depends on, are you organized? What are you doing with your time? Are you deliberate? Are you intentional with the hours that you have in the day? We all have the same 24 hours. It's what we choose to do with those 24 hours. And then the other piece of advice I think I would give to women is get organized because when you have a system at home and everybody knows the game plan and things go back where they belong. So the shoes, all the kids shoes, they go here, your car keys, they go here, your purse goes there. So that when you have to get out the door, you're not scrambling, trying to find everything because that's going to increase your anxiety and your stress. So I think organization and you have a master's in organizational change. So this is a, it's a big tool set for me. And I think it's a way that I've also managed my effectiveness through just being organized because it lowered my anxiety. So those are a couple of things that I would suggest. I was literally taking notes on the side because I'm so disorganized sometimes. <laughs> and I feel like you have such great things to share. And I'm so glad that you've been able to Put that all in a book so that everyone can learn from you. So firstly, super big congratulations on the launch of your book from Stuck to Unstoppable. And I personally can't wait to get my hands on it. Just a couple of things. So I know you covered a lot of this, but you said that you had extra time, which is when you decided to write this book. So what was the first step? Because I know a lot of people have amazing things to share, but they're often intimidated. It's with anything. And it's you have an idea. And how do you take that idea and walk it through to full conception? And it's something tangible. Just imagine what we all could do if we didn't let our insecurities or our shyness or low self-esteem or lack of confidence or whatever you want to call it, get in the yeah. way. And because I do agree with you, so many people have so much to add and a story to tell. And that's direct correlation to what you your mission is. I commend you guys for putting all this together as well, because it's a platform for others to share their story. So for me, I always wanted to be a writer. It was just something that I wanted to do like from when I was a little girl. I didn't really work on honing those skills. I was just really busy as life took over and the gravity of life weighed me down at times. But one thing that I did stay constant on is a very dear friend of mine from high school, her name's Liz, gave me a journal. And it was my first journal, I think, outside of the little diaries we get when we're little girls. <laughs> little and, girls. Yeah, and I had tons of those too. And But that was really my first, I'd say, real journal where I actually took it to Europe with me. And I went over there to study and started writing. And then I just got into the habit and it became something that really became another tool for me to help me relax, to help me just reflect on my life and my, my feelings and my goals and my ambitions. And so I just kept journaling, journaling. And literally, I don't even know, I have, I don't know, well into the twenties, the number of journals that I have. When all of a sudden, you know, I was thinking about Dylan graduating from high school and going off to college. It was another major milestone in my life. And if you Google empty nester, you'll see a lot about grief and depression and anxiety. And I felt the exact opposite. I felt elation. I love my kids. Wow. They know this, but I was also really happy that they were going off into the world and doing what they're supposed to be doing. 
And so awesome. after 28 years of raising kids and a lot of that as a single mom, I was like, I'm going to do what I want to do. And it was just on my mind. So I just took those first steps and started talking to people and found the amazing folks at Amplify Publishing and talked to them about my story and just went ahead with it and just went through the process. But it did take courage. It's, it was like, okay. But at the end of the day, I'm thinking it doesn't really matter. It's really just something that I wanted to do. And if it helps one person move forward in their life, then really that's the only thing that really matters to me because we do all get stuck. All of us. For me, it was just about following through on something that was important to me. And again, I would get a lot of the same questions over the years too, especially as a single mom, how do you do it? You know, how yeah. do you work? And so I really, when I started thinking about the book, there are concepts and tools that worked for me that you might be able to take and then customize based on your own situation. But I was getting the same questions over and over again. So I thought, gosh, maybe people would like to see how I walked through my life. And as I was hit with adversity in different ways and success, and then worked my way up through corporate America, maybe they could draw something from that. And I would say one of the biggest things from the book is really the recognition of self-awareness. I, I don't know that a lot of us know who we are. I don't know if we take the time to really understand ourselves. I think the self-reflection and awareness is something that everyone can relate to and using the tools to help you do that. Because again, as you have to make decisions in life, it's hard to make life decisions, little ones, let alone the big ones, if you don't know who you are taking the time to do that and really understanding what are your values? Did you grow up in believing one thing because that's what you were told to believe? Or do you really believe it? You know, and then how does that, how does that alter your behavior? We have thoughts and we have beliefs and then we have actions, but the actions we take every day are based on what are the things that we hold dear? What do we believe in? So I think really taking time for self-reflection and self-discovery is really quite important. And through that process, think about, so again, when Dylan went to college, I said to him, he's a COVID kid in the sense that schools were closed. He couldn't go and do the tours. It was hard, but I said, and then things started to open up a little bit. I said, Dylan, I don't care if you go to a community college or to Harvard. I care that when you go to whatever school that you're interested in, that you pay attention to what you're feeling. What feeling does it give you? What is the vibe? What is, what's the energy around the place? Just because it's a top 10 school in this or a top five school in that, it doesn't matter if you don't feel you know, a good, a like you belong there connection yeah. there. And the same thing is with our relationships. The same thing is with our workplace. If you walk in the door and it just gives you that yucky feeling, that's not a good vibe. You've got to pay attention to what you're feeling, not just of what you think you need to do, but what you're feeling along the way as you make those decisions. Yeah. And then finally, it's, it's really taking the action, writing down your goals and that's simple, but it's a really important part of the process to accomplish things and to take that action. So you can think about what you want to do and dream about what you want to do, but you've got to take action. I'm a yeah. big believer 
that not playing the victim in life to say, okay, these are the circumstances. That's fine. I'm going to focus on what's in my control. And what I can do about it. Yeah. And what I can do about it. Yeah. And then the things that are not in my control, I don't even give it a thought. So I, I love say that. All that yeah. wrapped into one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. Honestly. Yeah. The goals thing, right? I've been pushing it off forever. And now finally you have convinced me it's on my to-do list. I will do <laughs> oh it. Goodness. And we're going to come get you organized. We're going to do your goals. <laughs> I'm going to hold you to that, Cushy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. No, but uh, everything you said today, I personally resonate with it so much. I'm sure Charlene does too. And all our viewers definitely will 100%. as well. So thank you so much for taking the time being so honest candid with everything that you've been through and how it's really inspiring and motivating and I know I've been inspired for sure and I'm sure most others will be as well thank you so much we're really grateful to have you oh my absolute pleasure and thank you both and I'm inspired by everything you're doing too I can't wait to get to know your community much much more I know you're all over the place on, on social media and I love what you're doing and offering opportunities and development opportunities to folks everywhere really so thank you for having me I really appreciate your time today for more stories on Shiro's and women who win please visit us at www.womenwhowin100.com Thank you for joining us for an inspiring and thought-provoking conversation with Women Who Win. For more stories of women leaders around the globe, please follow our Spotify channel and check out our website, womenwhowin100.com.